Hello everyone. Um, welcome back to another episode today. Today I'm joined with Ethan. Ethan has a Crohn's disease, um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be really um, interesting to talk about with Ethan and for him to share his story. So thanks, Ethan, for, for for coming on. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be nice to like talk to you about about, about your Crohn's and and that. Um, so mm-hmm, would you mm-hmm. kind of start by just introducing yourself a little bit? All right. My name is Ethan. The internet mainly knows me as Pooks. I have an online personality. As you can see, I'm joining you from a VR headset today. So that's what you're seeing with all this stuff around me. And I've had Crohn's disease since 2013. So I know a thing or two about that as well. So I'm excited to delve into it and talk about my experience and bounce some stuff off of you and just have a good time. Yeah. So so you were diagnosed in 2013, um, Ethan. Like, did you know anything about Crohn's beforehand? Prior, no. I it ran in my family on my father's side, so I was aware of it. I heard the term thrown around a bit, along with celiac disease, but I really have never done any research or didn't know anything about it. So, okay. kind of was thrown into everything in 2013 when everything started going wrong and doctors and specialists and the whole process that you have to go through before a diagnosis is found and that's how that all started it's, it's quite um quite annoying when you don't know what's happening at first isn't it because you're you it's kind of a mystery isn't it mm-hmm. yeah um so how old was you in, t- in 2013 Ethan? Like, for, for the, when you so i was i was i was 13 then when i was diagnosed okay so still fairly young, going through middle school, entering high school. So uh, rough there, but yeah, it is what it is at the time. Yeah, you can't help it. We can't help. We can't choose when we do get diagnosed, can we? Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So do you remember like kind of like the, the symptoms of what like what, what kind of symptoms that you were experiencing at that particular time? Yeah, so when things started, it started out as what I thought and what my family thought as a stomach virus, stomach bug, GI issues, everything that comes with normal stomach bug, but that unfortunately then got worse and lasted much longer than a normal stomach bug, which at the time then forced me to go to my pediatrician, and they were like, okay, we'll blood test and run you through a CAT scan, see what's up, and pediatrician was like, eh, well, uh, nothing we can handle, so we're going to recommend you hop on over to a GI specialist and hopped on over there. It took a while to get an appointment there, but once I eventually got an appointment there, they were like, yep, something's wrong down there. It's probably Crohn's, colitis, one or the other, and went through all of those again, blood test, CAT scan, MRI, endoscopy, colonoscopy, all that fun stuff, and then turned out to be Crohn's. Yep. Yeah. When you actually got that, they, they told you because sometimes it takes a while to get a diagnosis doesn't it like was you kind of in a way relieved that you actually found out what was what was wrong in that yeah because there was a period of time there where we're kind of like in limbo without knowing anything what's going on what's wrong so once the diagnosis was finally nailed down and medication could be started it was quite a relief that things had finally slowed down then and were looking like they were going to get better yeah yeah and yeah, I, I I always think it's kind of um, probably the toughest part of having Crohn's is the diagnosis stage, and like uh, it can, can be really painful as well. And then as time goes on, you like like we're sitting here now, 
probably um, like quite a lot of years from your diagnosis, knowing a lot more, so gaining that knowledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when, like, do you, like, of course, when you was diagnosed, was it hard to speak about it to maybe your friends and other people, uh, do you think? So thankfully, I'm quite an open person regarding personal things, things I maybe shouldn't be too open about. So uh, particularly in my situation, it wasn't too difficult to tell friends, family members. I was just like, hey, I I got this and now I got to take medication and it might suck, but it is what it is. So there's nothing I could do about it. So I didn't particularly feel I needed to hide it from anyone. And, And since at the time when I was first diagnosed, things weren't as bad as they were later on in 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 my life uh it wasn't too difficult to talk about because at the time I just I took some medication it was working I felt better so at the time it was fairly mild once diagnosis was nailed down and medication was started yeah yeah but how would you say like now you're doing with your crimes So right now in the moment, I'm doing quite well, but I did just get out of the hospital a month ago from a very major abdominal surgery, uh, bowel resection, and a uh, replacement of my ostomy that I got in 2015. Okay. Yeah, because I think we we spoke beforehand, and then I think you was just coming out of hospital, I believe, or like, um, Mm -hmm. I think so anyway, um, from from that. Um, Yeah. like, um, what is, is it permanent, your, 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 your stoma? So my, my stoma is technically reversible, but uh, GI and other specialists don't feel that it would be worth reversing until, for lack of better terms, a cure is found due to the severity of my disease. So for the most part, I'll probably have my stoma for the rest of my life. Yeah. And since you've, since you've had your stoma, has it helped, would you say, with your Crohn's? It has when it's functioning properly. It definitely has, yes. Unfortunately, in the past year, year and a half, there has been quite a lot of issues with it. But hopefully now, surgery done, medication back on, things are smooth sailing at the moment. So fingers crossed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, is there, so you've got a stoma. Is there, like, speaking of medication, do you take any other medication on top of that? Um, so I'm on uh, several pills, uh, supplements, just to help things along like like normal. And then I take a biologic medication once a week, uh, Humira injections. I'm sure you're familiar with the, the yeah. different biologics. So I take that. So, so far, it looks like it's helping. So, yeah. again, all I can do is hope. Yeah, that's all we can do. We, we can only hope that mm-hmm. things go our way. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Actually, speaking of Humira, um, Ethan, I take Humira too and actually have my injection today. <laughs> as a, I as do a mine on Tuesdays, yeah. Okay. Um, so do you do yours weekly, every four weeks? What's, I, what's um, your dosing length? I do them every two weeks. Um, okay. Um, that, that, I think they used to be on a Friday, but I changed them to a Thursday, um, like a Thursday kind of midday. Um so yeah, I'll I'll have it like like every two weeks. Um, so I think this. What about you? Um, how often do you have so, yours? 
I'm every week, every Tuesday, I have to take it. They tried the four weeks, bumped me down to three, then to two, still wasn't helping. So I'm on once, once a week now. So the insurance company doesn't like that, but it's helping. So, yeah. And like, where do you inject it? Cause I, I know you can have it in your thigh or I think your tummy. So where do you do yours? Yeah, I, I do it in my thigh due to all the complications right now in my abdomen region. So the thigh works best for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> I, I I did try, but because I, I think at the start, I, I, you go to the, the hospital and they do it for you. Um, and they did it in my tummy and I didn't really like the feel of it. <laughs> um, and, and and like you say, you think quite a lot goes on around that kind of area, mm-hmm. which is the safest yeah. option to do in your fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works for me. I've uh, a couple other people I know who take Humira for various reasons. They prefer their thigh as well. Yeah yeah and it's it's much easier and and like you just like what I, what I do is I swap say uh, today I've done the right leg so each time I do the left leg so I'd like to switch over mm-hmm. yeah I alternate legs yep yeah um but um I am quite of a baby though when it comes to it though <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just gotta stick it in and get it over with yeah yeah it, it, it it, it, there has been a couple of like, I suppose I say bloopers so uh, funny moments when you have the injections and uh, it might go wrong one time you'd be really angry at, at the moment but looking back on it you just laugh at it <laughs> yeah 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 but um but yeah like um like like for me I I, I take um I take that every two weeks but uh, it wasn't my first but but by logic I, I used to go for infusions um for, that was about for a year. That didn't work out. Um, on the ninth infusion, uh, I, I, I had a, had a reaction to like um, like oh, the yikes. anti, uh, like, like, like 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 to the drug, and it it was pretty bad. <laughs> um, Oof. it was pretty pretty bad pretty bad reaction. Um, and it, it it didn't go too well. And lucky enough, I had a meeting with my consultant at the hospital the following day. Um, so. That, that was okay, but 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 at the minute I take Humira, I take um azathioprine, um vitamin D, B twelve to help with fatigue, um because I get quite a lot of fatigue with my crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you suffer with fatigue as well, Ethan? Uh, from time to time, I'm lucky that it doesn't bog me down too often. That's not particularly something I get. I get joint aches quite frequently, uh, so. That's something that I suffer with. I have arthritic-like symptoms that comes with my Crohn's. Okay, yeah, I, I, I always think it's some. It, it can be something to do with Crohn's because it is. Like, I'm the same. I've always had problems before, even when I was diagnosed. I was diagnosed with Crohn's in 2017, October 2017. So I would have just turned 16, which I liked. <laughs> um, and the only reason was because you don't want to get all this pain and wait when it's your birthday, do you? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, my birthday is in September, not and mm. I I got diagnosed in October. I would say I got diagnosed pretty quickly, not as long as some people. Um, some mm-hmm. people take years, don't they, um, to get diagnosis and stuff. And, yeah. But um, uh, but yeah, I um, yeah, I, I, even before, like like for example, you doing sport. Um, I, if I like try my really hardest. Uh, and and sometimes you feel like you don't. I don't want to do that because I know I'm going to suffer afterwards. <laughs> um, 
like um, football, for example, football or, or, or soccer, I'll play that and I'll be like, I, they'll feel like ache, really achy and you're like, you can't move afterwards mm-hmm. in the evening or yep. something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, um, it's Crohn's is um, like, it, it, like, I think, like, like, how, how, how would you say, like, like, being at like I suppose being on him makes you feel like being at risk of like uh anyway with crime puts you at risk but being on like like drugs that um like it's really dampens like our, our immune systems. Yeah, so I that's always in the back of my mind. I always need to I keep my distance and avoid large crowds when I can because with biologics that does hamper your damper your immune system. So I just, I take precautions now, especially with the global pandemic, I make sure to get vaccines and boosters and everything that the CDC recommends. I take precautions, wear masks now, that that seems to be more the norm out in public. So again, I just do my best. It's impossible to avoid all human contact. So I just I keep my distance when I can and wear my mask and yeah. hope for the best. Yeah, oh, we've got like, a lot of stuff. We? We've got a high family. <laughs> um, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, like like um, with the vaccines, like how many like jabs of that have you had? So I had my two original doses and then one booster, and I'm scheduled sometime in the next month or so to get a second booster of that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like, have you had any reactions at all? Like, having any of your doses yet? So, uh, the day, the day or two after the initial two doses I had, I felt quite awful. Just kind of laid around and slept because I felt wiped out and had no energy. But that was really the only reactions I had to it. So it's similar to the reactions other people are having. Mine just lasted longer due to the fact that I was on the other medication and had Crohn's. Yeah. Okay. Um, that that that, that makes uh that, that makes sense. Uh, like, I can't remember how many. I've I've actually lost count how many I've had. <laughs> um, it, it comes to the point like um where you where you kind of feel like ha- having all these jabs. Um, it kind of makes you feel is it is it is it helping us because um I suppose we don't know also a lot about them really. Mm-hmm. Um. They've kind of just, they kind of sprung on us, didn't they? Like, um, really? Yeah, they did. So, again, I know I keep saying this, but I, I hope they'll help. So, yeah, that's all I can do is hope and trust the scientists working on it that they know what they're doing. Yeah, we hope so. <laughs> yeah, we got hope so. Um, mm-hmm. but um, but even speak about like reaction. I I did have a reaction after my first one, um, and. It, it was weird, you know, because um, I, I liked the game too. Um, um, I, I have on VR, but not um, not not as much like uh, as probably you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like one evening, I, I had my jab about five o'clock. Um, I, I had it five o'clock, and I, I felt okay. Um, it's just like a normal jab because I, I'm used to it. Like having crime to use some blood test, aren't we? Um, oh yes quite frequently <laughs> and 
as we're recording this, I did have a blood test yesterday. Um, first one in a while, I had like five bottles. Um, and, wow. And, you know, like, like when we were younger, like, we didn't like that. I, I suppose quite a lot of people when you're young, you don't like that kind of things, like injections or anything. Mm. But but now I'm used to it. And with Crohn's, you have it quite often, blood tests. I will just look at them doing it. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know about you, if you're the same, but um, I, I, like, doing it, the tense part is when they put it in. As long as they put it in mm-hmm. and they've got it right, I'm okay. I'll just look at it like like what they're doing, and I, I suppose I just find it interesting. <laughs> mhm. No, it is. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. But um, on onto that um, like the reaction. Like, like I had that five o'clock and at night because uh, that that pit, I, I do like to game quite late sometimes. Um, I was playing. I can't remember what game I was playing. It might have been. Tom Clancy game, um, and I I experienced this really coldness, and I I, I didn't think of anything at first. I thought it was just cold, and then I felt tired, and then I thought, um, oh, something's wrong here, and then I go, I went to sleep, and I was freezing, like I was mm. so so cold, um, and I I put all the blanks over me, and then I was, and then I was hot in the morning, and then I thought, what's going on? So. I was cold to hot, and then I, I had the temperature, so that that was symptoms of the vaccine. But that's the only mm-hmm. thing I've had. I haven't nothing since then, which which is good. Yeah, that's good. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, um, Ethan, like like with your um, because you said you you're quite open about your about your Crohn's and stuff. Um, do you like on your like your channel like like people know you as Pooks? Um, do you mm-hmm. yeah do you, do you, like um. Do you speak quite openly on there, like, uh, about your Crohn's, too? Yeah, so it's not something I talk directly about, and it's not the focus of any of my online content, but definitely on my YouTube channel and other places I post videos, I talk about it. I spoke about the surgery I received and the absence. I was gone for about two months on all of my social platforms, so I spoke about the abdominal surgery, and I've done fundraisers for Crohn's disease on my channels before, so definitely the people who follow me are aware of it. I, I bring it up I talk about it when it's pertinent to what's going on with me and my life and other stuff yeah yeah it's it's it, it's good you do it because you, you do it in a cool way like like what like with like on a VR headset um it's not every day you'll you'll get someone to do that <laughs> yeah um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a different way to do it and I think I think it's really cool um yeah. that you do that and um it's it's good to know that you're. I suppose to to people that to watch you on on your channels and that that know that you're back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, are you ha- like um? What are you looking for? Because you, you said you you was away for two months um due to like 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 Crohn's and have like surgery. Um, was that one of the things you were looking forward to, like coming back and like announcing that you were going to come back? Yeah. So. Uh couple uh so i got the word that i was coming home and that my recovery was finally coming to an end so i was excited to start planning to get back into making content i know i also do some work for the game that i'm currently recording in so i was excited to get back in there and just let people know that i'm back to doing my regularly scheduled stuff and getting back into the groove and just getting back to doing the normal stuff i do in my life so i was quite excited all about that and there's tons of people who support me over on my different social platforms. So I'm so grateful for them and to have the platform to be able to speak about stuff and have that support. That's just 
I love all of them. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, when did you start doing this? Like, kind of the VR stuff and like, like, like your creation of maybe your channels, like. When you so, oh, I believe about two and a half years ago now, I started getting into the more content side of doing virtual reality and YouTube videos and TikToks and Instagram and all that other fun internet stuff. So t- two and a half years ago started and then it's just kind of spiraled into what it is now and doing all kinds of stuff on all different places on the internet. But yep. Yeah. And um it like because it do you think because like vr is something you're 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 really interested in and that, that kind of made you that like a choice like i should maybe do this maybe as more often like like to like like show people what videos i'm doing yeah so with the especially the medium of virtual reality and along with my crohn's disease since i don't have tons of energy and i'm not real active i can't go out and make videos it's easy i can stay really in one area and using the power of the virtual spaces film all kinds of different types of content without needing to expend a lot of energy and take my actual camera different places so it's kind of it's a good way to mix different styles of i like video creation and uh film filming and videography but then combined with being in the hospital a lot and not being too mobile at times, it works well, the content creation with the virtual space. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, like I guess, like, um, when I've done VR in the past, uh, I'm petrified. <laughs> 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 like, like, you got those, like, I know the games, I suppose, like, the one, the platform you use on the moment is not kind of scary, is it? It's kind of, you just, no. yeah. just make it as you will. Um, mm-hmm. but um, I I've only been on it a few times, and um, it's it's hard. I suppose you have to have a, a good space if you're moving around a lot. That is, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's easier if you are sitting down though. Um, wouldn't it be because it's almost like you have to move. Oh, oh, oh look, there's someone over there. There's someone over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Ethan, did you limit yourself? How often do you use a VR set at all? Uh, no, I probably should. I'm I'm on it probably more than is recommended, but uh, yeah. that's a problem for future future Ethan to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, future Ethan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. because um, it made me dizzy. I suppose it, it makes you dizzy. You move around more. Um, like it. I suppose you don't have to if you're moving the controls, do you? Like on the actual game or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like because I was playing a scary game, um, and I had to, what I was doing, I had the headset in my eyes, and I had to pick out. So I was in reality, but not in reality at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yep. But um, it, it, it's good fun. Um, oh yeah. It's, yeah. I, I suppose it's your comfort thing. Like if you mm-hmm. if your Crohn's is not great or you're feeling a bit down about it or, or something, like you can just go on there and like talk like like you say, people that support you be there and like 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 people you make your podcast with and that um and stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a good way to escape some of the unfortunate uh, things going on in reality. So just yeah. you can 
pop the headset on and you can be somewhere completely different. Like right now, I'm in a cold basement, but I look like I'm in a very nice lounge on a big red couch. <laughs> oh, so, so, so to you, you're not there, you're somewhere else. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but do you think the future of virtual reality is quite interesting though, Ethan, because like it'd be nice maybe if you was actually transferred to where you are like where, where you like in that basement for example like it feels like you're there like i'm here speaking to you or like you're really probably so, so somewhere in your house um mm -hmm. and maybe the future of virtuality could be where you actually transport it there and as a not a not like um not staying there forever but just there for a game or something maybe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did actually, I watched a film like that a few years ago. Um, I think it was called Ready Player One or, 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 or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. And like it was yeah. actually transferred into the game and it was pretty cool. And I thought, uh, I, I want to do that. I want to be that character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not there yet, but uh, we're getting there slowly. <laughs> no. I mean, the more mm -hmm. people use VR, mm -hmm. we might get there faster, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but um, like, ha have you like met many others with crimes, uh, Ethan? So not particularly. There's, uh, like I said, a few few people, cousins and aunts and uncles in my family that have it. But in terms of friends and people I've met, not too many that I know real well. I hear, like, if I mention I have Crohn's disease at a, an event or something, somebody will say, oh, I, I know somebody who has Crohn's disease, but I personally haven't met too many people. But it does seem like within my network of people I know, there are people who know other people with Crohn's disease. So it it seems like it's, it's not common, but there's definitely, it's definitely a disease that is showing up more yeah, yeah. I, I would have thought since like you your diagnosis, people know about it more now, um, and you know more more now as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but but yeah, because um, like everyone does it in their different ways. Like um, like uh, like the same. Like like you probably think to yourself, they know what it is. Like they heard of it, but they probably don't know it in depth. They just know because mm -hmm. their friends have said, yeah. oh, "I've got crimes." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because maybe more like in COVID times that you may say that you have crimes more because of being at risk um, and certain things, maybe. Mm -hmm. And just since Crohn's disease affects each person differently, it's not the same for every single person. What one person experiences might be completely different than what another person experiences with Crohn's disease. Yeah, it, that's completely it. And um like there's 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 things that people understand that people may feel like it's, it's a toilet condition that you get quite a lot don't you um or like it's just gut in, in your gut but um like for example everyone has a different type of crimes don't they like they're not gonna have the same time mm -hmm. um it's it's all it's, it's all very different and can be hard to explain as well to someone who doesn't know what it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah, because like, like, like some people can have both. They can have chronic ankylitis, can't they? Um, mm -hmm. like in, in ways, um, and like it can affect probably to your eyes, to your 
that passage um and it is um it's, it's things that you wouldn't sort of talk to everyone like you wouldn't just say um i've um i'm in a flare and not even that kind of stage people don't know um what flare is and and in our minds you think it's probably quite simple because we know what it is but going back to probably 2013 for you 2017 for me we had no clue either <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so we're kind of in the eyes of someone that we know what they're they they we know what why they ask these questions in a way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah do you think i, I know that, like there's lots of bad things about crimes but do you think there's good things apart about it as well Ethan? So I will say the one silver lining is what I call it. So my girlfriend and I, we love to go to Disney World. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a Disney park, but uh, down in Disney World, they have a wonderful disability accommodations program. And having Crohn's disease, I'm able to take advantage of that uh, disability program. So I'm able to skip all of the lines for all of the rides on the attractions. And I call that the one of the silver linings of if I'm if I'm forced to suffer from Crohn's disease, I might as well get some perks out of it while I'm down in Disney World. Yeah, yeah, I have I haven't mm-hmm. been to Disney World, but um, I have been to other like 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 um like attractions or, or parks where I, I've had the yeah. same experience where um mm-hmm. like, like like for example for my Crohn's I have a can't wait card, um mm-hmm. and and. This will be for like toilet use, you get allowed to use a disabled toilet. Um, of, of course, you get the, your people stare at you that think, um, uh, why are you here? Well, why, why have you skipped the queue? Um, yeah, but um, mm-hmm. but and then, um, like, no, and like, I had this experience where lots of people were in McDonald's. Um, I was going to a concert before COVID times, and I knew it was gonna be packed, like, I'm not gonna get in the toilet <laughs> at the actual event and that. And mm-hmm. I thought, I go to McDonald's, so it's only just around the corner from it. And then the queue's out the door, um, it was, um, and people, there's this in the disabled toilet as well. And I skip, I skip to go into the disabled toilet. And people look at me like, why, why, why am I um, skipping the queue? And then what I would say is that I don't really have to say anything, <laughs> uh, unless maybe a person at work, they came to ask me. Um, but I bet you lots of people in that queue weren't disabled as well so um like mm-hmm. people just use it anyway don't they um mm-hmm. so like it's good that we use those kind of things to our, our advantage um like like at theme parks as well so because it's, it's a pity like just standing in the queue all day is going that one ride that you want to go to the whole time where where you you'd like at, at disney they could go on to this one ride really fast and then go on another one yeah so the whole reason that the standing in line is a problem at, a, at theme parks is since I have the ostomy, um, if I'm waiting in a line, my ostomy could fill up at any time. And then with the restraints and the harnesses on the ride, that can cause the biohazard issues if the ostomy appliance were to break or fall apart because of the uh, attraction appliance that goes over your head or buckles around your, your stomach. So. That causes issues, and I had some problems back before I knew that the, you could get passes to skip the line, and I had some issues where things would explode. I won't go into detail, but it uh, caused some some issues, so it, it's nice that there are programs that you can take advantage of and 
that do help and limit those types of situations from occurring. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. At least like if you even went on the one ride that you wanted to go on, that you could go on that, and then um, like like um, and it, it's good though if people have these kind of things as well. Mm-hmm. That, um, that support you with, with uh, like stoma and and crunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like when you got your stoma refund, how? What was your like feeling? Was that kind of? Would you say that was a last resort, really, or, or was that just something? Yes. So a, a, around 2015, by the by the middle of 2015, I had been on every major biologic medication to treat Crohn's disease. So uh, that's Remicade, Humira, and Tevio, and then one experimental medication, the name escapes me at the moment. So I'd, I'd been on all of them and I had built up antibodies to them and they, they all stopped functioning after several months. So uh, my GI at the time was like, there's really no other option at the moment other than to re-divert your intestines into the ostomy to hopefully cut down on some of the inflammation. So of course I didn't want to get the the stoma placed, but at the time it was really the only thing going forward that I could do. So I'm glad that I did it because it definitely helped for quite a while after I got it. So it, it was definitely necessary, but you know, being 15 at the time, not quite sure what's going to happen. It was my first major surgery I had had. So I'd had some minor bowel surgeries, but this one was considered quite major. So yeah, it was it was scary and going into the unknown, didn't know how to handle it, what it would mean, what I'd have to do to take care of it. But I just followed all the instructions and did what I could and Googled a bunch of stuff to find out what I needed to do. And just just like anything, you, you learn what to do and how to take care of it and just keep going forward. Yeah, yeah, I think that like whatever you get diagnosed or have or something, you're and you're not sure about, you'll go on Google when you um have a look. Uh, I know that was did that with Crohn's. It's probably a bad mistake <laughs> to do that with Crohn's when you don't know mm-hmm. about it because um yeah. all these assumptions. No, you know, look, I'm gonna have mm-hmm. surgery um and the stone, which is quite possible for people to have. But um, like we said with Crohn's, everyone's different. Um, like. I, I, I've never had surgery while having Crohn's, um, but there has been, like, like I, I kind of suffer with, like, having fistulas and that, so, I, and, and the blood in my stool quite a lot too, so, mm. I, um, but there's, having them kind of, maybe leads you to worry, I like, one day I do have quite a lot of problems down that kind of area, is, is that going to be a possibility to have a stone one day? Um, who knows? Because I haven't been on, I would say, a lot of bi- biologic medication. Um, the only other one would have been infliximab. Um, was not on for a year, and I was actually advised to go on Humira first, and mm. I, I didn't want to because I didn't want to do injections at home first. I wanted to. It was a good choice oh, okay. I made actually. It was a really good choice, you know, because um, the COVID wasn't happening then, and as shortly after, I was on Humira. It did, and I much prefer a bit at home than a bit at hospital. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, even now it's fearful um, as well, because if you have an emergency with Crohn's and you can't wait, you have to go like probably to the ER in America, A&E mm-hmm. over here, 
And um, I spoke to different people with Crohn's, Ethan, and we kind of agree that it's not an emergency. Well, it is an emergency, but not an emergency. Like those kind of emergency are accidents, aren't they, or stuff that you don't expect. Um, but in our situations, it should be another kind of platform or, or something, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with my issues I've been dealing with for the past year, I had to, uh, I was in the hospital every two weeks, basically, for a couple of months. And I'd have to go through the emergency room every time here over in America. And yeah, you, you go in and it's, there's a bunch of triage patients and people that are actually having real emergencies, for lack of a better term. But I'm just there with abdominal pain. And I'm like, yeah. I need to see a doctor and be admitted and have all these tests, but the only way to do it is go through the emergency room. So it would be nice if there was another way to get into the hospital without having to go through the whole emergency room, all of that triage process. Yeah, because they'll look at you like, where's your injuries? Like, they they will look to you like, face facefully, and they won't see anything wrong, like you haven't got a broken leg or um, you haven't been run over or, or something so mm-hmm. it, it is quite annoying and when di- when I went in because I um I, I don't think I was diagnosed at this point um um and I had a really bad I had, like pain like um and it was almost like you're on fire um like that that, that kind of pain like you're on mm-hmm. fire and acidy um and I had to wait the whole night near enough um which I, I, like, it, it, it's that pain that feels like, like you're going to die in a way. I know, like, you don't want to use those words, but it, it does, like, th- th- that kind of pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it, I think something would, like, I, even, like, with, like, people, I don't like going close to people anyway. <laughs> um, before, <laughs> before COVID. Um, so I didn't like that. So, um, I I wanted to be put in a different room and stuff away from anyone, um, and I still do that now. It's it's just uh, I I love when social like people keep their meters apart was in place, <laughs> um, because it was it, it was good uh, not just for COVID just for anyone really. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, I think that that kind of things I need to be improved. Um, Nathan. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, like, do you, if, if the kind of a case just getting used to now, like, at the hospital, like, we're, we're not going to run away from it. <laughs> we have to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've just got to follow all the procedures and do what they tell us to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, it's like with, um, like, like with your Crohn's, is there any other symptoms that you have? Yeah, so I, I get the, the joint aches, my elbows and knees hurt a lot. Um, from time to time, if I'm in a bad flare, I get uh, mouth sores uh, under my tongue and on my cheeks. In my mouth, they make eating quite difficult. Um, and then from time to time, I get pressure behind my eyes. So I sometimes have to use prescription eye drops for that, but it's all because of the Crohn's disease. So uh, when I first got it, I was unaware of how much would be affected. I never thought 
ever that my eyes would be affected by Crohn's disease, but lo and behold, they are. Yeah, it's, it's crazy what can be affected, isn't it? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. things that you wouldn't have thought. Um, like, like I have thinner hair that I used to, I used to have quite thick hair, and I don't, and, and like, like you, you can't want to stop a certain medication, but you don't want to get in the flare at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's pretty annoying. <laughs> um mm-hmm. you'd rather be on none um but if it helps you and if you're doing well at the moment what's the point of risking that yeah like in in one instance i was on a dose of steroids prednisone for a year and a half and they recommend that you don't be on steroids for longer than a month so that i, I was on for a year and a half so I developed quite a low bone density, so I need to now be careful. I can quite easily break a bone due to that unfortunate course of long steroids. So uh, for I, it has a technical name, but for uh, just the people out there, I basically have osteoporosis because of the, uh, the long dose of steroids I was on and my current bone density. So that's just another thing now I need to watch out for. If I slip and fall, I can sprain and break an ankle much easier than the normal person so just yeah. other things they have to look out for that's crazy that you was on it like a year and a half though right on, on steroids um yeah, that was uh, that was after i had gotten my stoma i was put on uh, another biologic an infusion and uh, it just wasn't working and at the time there was no other medications i could try so there was there was just nothing i could do and the only thing to keep the symptoms away was to be on steroids and yeah, they, the, all the pharmacists recommend don't be on it for longer than a month. Well, I was on it a bit longer than a month, a year and a half. So, but there was nothing, nothing else I could do at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you, you just got to be careful, um, not to, I suppose, um, like not try, not to break a bone. I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. There's any advice I could give. <laughs> um yeah but it is unfortunate though like like for that um but yeah like i think you're the first person i, I know that has been on steroids that much um a long period of time but um and because i was on so long now no other doctor ever wants to put me back on steroids because there's such now i'm, I'm at such a risk for all kinds of different complications because i was on so long so if I know a lot of people, when they get in a flare, they go on a course of a couple weeks of steroids to get them out of the flare. Well, I can't do that because I was on it so long. So it's just a huge mess. Yeah, like, um, for for example, um, I was on um, antibiotics. I set antibiotics um, because I had, um, I, I, I needed to go on them. And it wasn't Crohn's related. It was completely different, um, and and that caused something, <laughs> and then I had to go, and I I I I I got an infection by being on the antibiotics, and that there was always going to be a risk, but it got rid of what was there. Like I I had um something down my back passage, which um it 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 was really interesting if it was Crohn's or not, but it it kind of it wasn't, um, um, but but yeah um. And then I developed the infection, and um, I recently thought something else happened through that um, 
but but yeah, it's kind of those things you want to avoid. I know it's not the same as steroids, but it's similar because you don't want to be mm-hmm. on them, but you have to for a particular reason. Yep. Um, but I I I wasn't like I suppose if you're in before you're even diagnosed, um, you're possibly on the steroids for the pain maybe, um, and it, it, I would say it does help with pain. Like in my experience, um, but but yeah, like it's was was the reason because of what what was the actual reason you had to be on those steroids, Ethan? So yeah, I was on the steroids due to so the steroids were helping with the inflammation of my uh, small intestine. Uh, it was so inflamed, and the steroids at the time were the only thing that was keeping the inflammation and subsequently the pain away. And that's normally what a biologic would do, but none of the biologics at the time were working, so I was stuck with steroids. Okay. Um, and, yeah, like, so, like, so just keep away them. <laughs> no, never again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, never again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be interesting if, something, well, it's not going to be interesting, but I suppose it's fearful for you if something like that happened again. Like you had an inflammation and like you can't go on any, any more like biologics because you've had them all. Um, unless there's mm-hmm. more made, but they're always making new stuff, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I think that, that's what you hope for them to make other biologics rather than going on steroids. Yeah. 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 Because no one likes that because they have so many effects, don't they? Um, mm-hmm. Like they have, may, may make your face bigger and, and, and stuff. Um, like your appearance and that. Um, mm-hmm. Not, it's not very friendly, are they? Yeah, not really. No, but um, but yeah. So, um, fingers crossed, Ethan. No more steroids for you again. <laughs> yes, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, well, Ethan, it's been it's been awesome speaking to you about like um, like like your Crohn's and like like your your channel, like like pooks and and, and everything. Um. Um, what uh, 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 can I ask why? Because I know names for certain channels are, are very hard to create, aren't they? Um, like I think that's probably the hardest part, or, or how to create a podcast as well. Um, what made you choose that the name Pooks? So, uh, Pooks was a childhood nickname given to me by my mother that just kind of stuck with me. I started using it for online names for different video games I would play. And just kind of kept with it, and I don't know. It's fun. It's quirky. E double O K S. Yeah, that's me. That's just I've used it now as my online name since oh probably 2010. So just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. And in a way, like you could symbolize it to crimes in a way because you have like like um poo, and then you got poops. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You you can draw that connection. That's not where it came from, but that yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you can draw that connection. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um. And do you want to like speak a little bit about like like you said about yeah, you run a podcast with some other people. Do you do do you want to speak a little bit about that? I mean, I can over on my YouTube channel, Pooks two two one P O O K S two two one over on the YouTubes. Every once in a while, I just, I host my own podcast. It's not particularly uh, Crohn's-centered like this one is, but I just, we talk about more technology, virtual reality, 
computers, stuff happening in the tech world. So yeah, that's definitely my area of expertise. So that's yeah. what that's what I talk about. Well, I can see the tech world is your uh, <laughs> is your thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like like me, like a lot of mine. Um, I I started it in 2020, kind of like for the pandemic. Um, so mm-hmm. it was it was just something to do. And like I I I use it um on um I I I don't just do it about crying. I do it about autism. And I do it about hobbies as well. Mm-hmm. I think hobbies plays a massive part. As I said, we're we're both interested in stuff like 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 VR. So. I um I don't like focus it on on, on VR, but I, I made like a VR game that you like to speak about. But yeah, I think it's really nice to do different topics as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, and the last thing uh before before we finish um, uh, Ethan, um, is there any advice that you would like to give to to anyone else listening about like Crohn's or or anything? Yeah, advice specifically about Crohn's is. Things might seem bad or like they're not going to ever get better. I know that's the way I was feeling about two, three months ago, but just got to keep pushing through, have perseverance because even though things seem bad right now, they will eventually get better. It's definitely going to take a while, but you know, things, things will eventually get better and then it'd be a slow process, but things will turn up eventually. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, uh, well, thanks, Ethan. It's been it's been awesome speaking to you because. Um, oh yes, it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's been it's been a nice experience, a nice change uh, of scenery. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, with your lovely lounge, um, there. But uh, thank you again, Ethan, and it's been it's been awesome. Yes, thank you for having me.